We gather today in memory of Ruth Helton to remember, honor, and celebrate her life. And at times like these, when we feel such heartache and pain and loss, God's Word, Scripture, offers us so much comfort, encouragement, and victory. So let me just read a few verses for you. Isaiah 41.10 says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Psalm 34.18 says, The Lord is near to the brokenhearted and saves the crushed in spirit. Psalm 73.26 says, My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Let's pray together. Oh Lord, our God, we thank you today for providing for us, for guiding us through this journey of life. We recognize this morning that you are our good shepherd. We acknowledge that you are the resurrection and the life. We acknowledge that you are our refuge and strength, a very present help in times of trouble. Oh Father, we come to you asking that you would comfort each person here. Comfort the family, Father. May they be strengthened by your presence, encouraged by your word, comforted by your goodness, and may we be amazed by your greatness today. This morning, our desire is to celebrate the life of Miss Ruth, to thank you for her life, for the impact that she has had on each and every one of us. But it is also, God, to glorify you, the God that she loved so much, and to also give you thanks for your amazing grace that saves sinners like us. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. On behalf of the family, would you stand as we sing Amazing Grace. Oh! 
people say. Be seated. For the past 16 months, I've had the privilege and honor to serve as Miss Rue's pastor. And to be completely honest this morning, I'm jealous of each and every one of you because you got to know her a lot longer than I did. Miss Ruth was 85 years old. She lived a long and joyful life. Miss Ruth was an educator, spent 30 years teaching, including some time in the great state of Kentucky, which is my home state. She retired right here in Coweta County. Miss Ruth, and it was so evident to me, loved her family. As I was reading through the obituary, I couldn't help but think of, of her legacy, right, that she leaves behind, and, and that's you all sitting here in the front, several rows. And so I just want to read uh, each, of, each of your names uh, because each of you mattered to her. She is survived by her daughters, Angela Smitherman and her husband, Larry, Charlotte Robinson and her husband, Brian, daughter-in-law, Diana Helton, grandchildren, Danielle Downey Wilson, Aaron Downey, Dustin Smitherman, Skylar Smitherman, Jamie Helton, Ashley Helton, Bethany Edwards, Aaron Cloth, Cody Robinson, and Jessica Robinson. She is also survived by her great-grandchildren, Haley Arnold, Michaela Wilson, John Michael Wilson, Wyatt Bunn, Gerald McMahon, Cassidy McMahon, Savannah Helton, Mary Anna Helton, Summer Helton, Scarlett Helton, Lily Edwards, and Josie Edwards. And that is, that is a rich heritage right there and a legacy. And she loved each of you very, very much. She was preceded in death by her son, James M. Helton, Sr. And again, it's evident how much she loved her family. I was able to spend some time with Angela and Charlotte, her daughters, and, and just ask them to share some stories and some things that they remembered. And, and I can't share all of that, and certainly each of you have stories. And, and I want to encourage you, in the midst of our tears and our weeping, is also to smile and to laugh, and to remember those funny moments or, or those stories. And so the one thing that stuck out to me the most, I think, um, particularly as a pastor, as Dr. Bob was a pastor, is when you all told me how that they were always there for you, uh, as much as they could be, could be, a sporting event or whatever it may be. So often in the ministry, sometimes pastors are so busy, they don't prioritize their family. And so, so that made me smile and rejoice that, that they did that for you all. And that is, that is awesome. Miss Ruth, just some other things. Love to quilt. Love to cook. Including buttermilk pies for the grandkids. Which apparently they told me they couldn't tell you it was buttermilk pies until after you ate it. Otherwise, maybe you would not have eaten it. Um, I, I found this to be awesome. She played softball for a woman's church league. And she didn't mention that to me. I would have loved to see Miss Ruth play softball. Um, that would have been great. Every Easter, she would dye Easter eggs with her granddaughter, uh, Jessica. And uh, last year, because of COVID, they couldn't be together, so they were able to do that uh, through FaceTime. But she loved her family. Miss Ruth, and most of you know this, loved Coco. Coco was her baby. 
Um, and Coco provided her so much joy and comfort, especially after the death of her husband, Dr. Bob. And a couple years ago, it was Coco that actually saved Miss Ruth's life. Um, and, and so she recognized that something was wrong and was able to, to make that known to the other person who was there. And they were able to call 911 and, uh, and, and Coco saved Miss Ruth's life. Um, you all know this. I, I, didn't, I didn't get to see this. You all did. How much Miss Ruth loved her husband, Dr. Bob. Man, I'm jealous that I never got to meet Dr. Bob. Nothing but amazing, positive things. They were telling me as they were looking for pictures uh, of just Miss Ruth, it was really, really hard to find them. Because everywhere Ruth was, Dr. Bob was, and vice versa. Always together in their pictures. She loved her husband. And I know after he passed away, she got more and more homesick for heaven. To, to be with Jesus, but also to be with him. Miss Ruth loved her church. She was a pastor's wife. She was a pastor's wife. And you all know that her husband and her, Dr. Bob, planted this church, started Northside Baptist Church. She taught Sunday school. She was a leader for WMU at different times throughout the year. She sang in the choir. Her smile was infectious. She would light up the room. For the first three months of my being here prior to COVID, she was still in pretty good health. And so she would come in quite regularly on Sunday mornings, riding her motorized scooter or her Cadillac that she called it. And just, man, her smile just lit up the room. She was kind. She was gracious. She was loving towards me, her pastor. And I remember just a couple months after we got here, my wife Ryan and our youngest son Malachi went to visit her at her home. And we smiled and we laughed and Coco jumped up on the couch and it was, it was a great time. And I remember asking Miss Ruth as our time was winding down, I said, Miss Ruth, what wisdom would you share with my wife Ryan about being a pastor's wife? She gave a couple thoughts, but here's the one that sticks out to me the most. Her response, I kid you not, was learn to keep your mouth shut. <laughs> Which I later found out Miss Ruth did not always practice that. <laughs> but um, I told you to smile, and I will never forget uh, that wisdom. Uh, man, Miss Ruth was a godly woman. She loved life. Loved her husband, loved her family, she loved her students, she loved her church, but most of all, she loved Jesus. One of her favorite songs was Beulah Land. The song begins, I'm kind of homesick for a country to which I've never been before. Miss Ruth was ready. She was ready to see Jesus. She was homesick, and now she's home. So Bill is going to come, and he's going to sing one of Ruth's favorite songs, Beulah Land. One of the things that I remember the most about Ruth, every time I'd say something, generally it was the wrong thing. And Miss Ruth would say, Bill McKenzie, God don't bless no ugly. 
Now, I didn't know whether she was talking about what I had just said or whether it was she was talking about me. But we love Ruth. And Dr. Bob. And this family. They've been through a lot of great times. But they went through a lot of hard times too. But they did it with such dignity. With such love. Angela, Charlotte, keep that legacy going. Keep that legacy going. Your mama loves you. Your daddy loves you. And I love you too.
if I stay the course and make it home. If my heart is overwhelmed with peace in the storm, it's all, it's all because of Christ. My goal this afternoon is twofold. It is to celebrate the life of Miss Ruth and then to glorify her Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So with that in mind, I want to turn to 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 through 8, and just share three truths with you uh, that I believe make today a celebration more than anything else. So the first thing I want us to notice from 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 through 5 is simply this, that Miss Ruth has received an eternal inheritance. This is what Peter writes, the Word of God says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. According to His great mercy, He has caused us to be born again to a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, to an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading, kept in heaven for you, who by God's power are being guarded through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. Peter says that through Jesus Christ, we can receive an inheritance that is imperishable, undefiled, and unfading. We celebrate today because Miss Ruth has received her inheritance. Imperishable means death and decay can't touch the inheritance that Miss Ruth has received. Undefiled, evil and sin cannot touch her inheritance. Unfading, her inheritance won't wither or fade away over time. Ruth has received her inheritance. Ruth had been saved and redeemed and rescued by Jesus Christ. She loved Jesus and today is with Jesus. That's a cause for celebration. And Peter says she received this inheritance, this eternal life, and this is very, very important, not because she deserved it or because she earned it, but because of God's great mercy. God was merciful and He saved Miss Ruth. This inheritance she received was not something earned, but it was a gift that God had given to her through Jesus Christ. She is in heaven because she had trusted in Christ for salvation. And you're here today because you knew Miss Ruth or her family in some capacity. And you're here to honor her and you are here to celebrate her life. And the life we are celebrating is a life that was dedicated to her Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He was her hope, her joy, her very reason for living. And so while we sit here, she sits at the feet of Jesus. She is home. And that is cause for celebration. That makes today a celebration of life. There's another truth that I think is comforting to those of us who are here still grieving, and that is this. Your suffering is temporary. My suffering is temporary. Ruth's suffering was temporary. Peter says this in verses 6 and 7. He says, In this you rejoice, though now for a little while, if necessary, you have been grieved by various trials, so that the tested genuineness of your faith, more precious than gold that perishes, though it is tested by fire, may be found to result in praise and glory and honor at the revelation of Jesus Christ. He says, in this you rejoice, that, no, that now, now for a little while. 
We gather to celebrate Ruth's life, but even as we do that, this morning, if we're honest, we all feel pain. We feel a sense of emptiness, and we have shed tears. We are broken people, living in a broken world, surrounded by brokenness and hurting people. And you are not exempt from pain, from suffering, from trials, from tribulations. Peter knows this, and so his words to us are so encouraging and so comforting because he says they are just for a little while or for a brief time. Now that word brief is a relative word, isn't it? Because if you say he's been a pastor of a church for a long time, you might mean perhaps 15 to 20 years. But if you were to say he can hold his breath a long time, you don't mean 15 years. You mean a couple minutes. So that term, right, can be relative. And so when he talks about your suffering being for a little while, compared to others, that may seem like a lifetime of suffering. You may think, man, I've been suffering for a long time. But compared to eternity, they are but for a short time. Your suffering, right, may, may not last, uh, may last a long time here, but compared to eternity, it is a short time. And we know from God's Word that these trials will not last forever for those of us who are in Christ Jesus. Listen to what the Scripture says. Revelation 21, verses 3 and 4. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be His people. And God Himself will be with them as their God. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore. For the former things have passed away. Miss Ruth lived a long, wonderful life. But Miss Ruth also knew pain. She had experienced suffering, particularly in these last several months between hospital visits and, uh, and nursing homes or rehabs and just trying to get back home, right? But praise God, she will never suffer again. She will never know another second of suffering. And the same can be said of you and myself. Your mourning, your crying, and your pain will cease one day. Let that truth comfort you. I shared with the family, I don't know what it's like to lose a dad or a mom. I cannot relate to that. I do know the pain of losing a grandparent. And it stings and it hurts and it stays with you. I don't know the, the, the pain of losing a spouse as Miss Ruth had to walk through that corridor of grief. But even in the midst of that pain, there is comfort from God in His Word. So why do we celebrate today? It's quite simple. Jesus Christ is one. He is one. He has defeated death. He has defeated sin. He has defeated sickness. He has defeated pain. He has defeated loneliness. He has defeated depression. Ruth lives today with Jesus where there is no crying, no mourning, no pain, no sickness, no more doctor visits, no more surgeries, no more tests, no more motorized scooters. She doesn't need that. Her suffering is gone. And for that we celebrate. One last thing I want you to notice this morning, and that is this. Jesus Christ is the Savior of sinners. And for those of us who trust in Him, Death is not a loss, but it is a gain. Paul writes in Philippians, to live is Christ and to die is gain. Now we don't like to talk about death. 
Death is morbid. We try to remove all thoughts of death from our mind. We try to extend our lives as long as we possibly can. For some of you, maybe you are afraid to die. To deny death is not realistic. To fear death is not biblical. Why? Because Paul and others believed death was a gain. How so? Because of faith in Jesus Christ, we gain so much when we die. Death is gain because of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. For Miss Ruth, death was a release from the toils and the dangers and the troubles of life. Death was the way for her to escape from suffering and pain as God called her home in His time. Death was also the gateway to where she could be reunited with Dr. Bob and, and friends and family. But ultimately, death is the gateway into the very presence of her Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Why do we grieve? Because death is a loss to us personally. We can't deny that. Losing Miss Ruth is a loss. I'm never going to get to see her ride in on her motorized scooter and to see her smile just light up the room and bring joy to my heart. We're going to miss that. Family, you're going to miss seeing Miss Ruth and being able to talk to her. And so we grieve because it's a loss to us. The Scripture says we don't grieve as those who have no hope. Why? Because we have a hope. Peter says here it's a living hope, a living hope. And our hope is in Jesus Christ because Ruth knew Jesus and therefore for her death was a gain. And so today's a day of celebration because she's with Jesus. She is where, if I can be completely honest with you, as much as I love this world, and the things in my family, Miss Ruth is where I want to be. And I want to be with Jesus. And she's there. She's where all Christians should long to be with her heavenly Father and her Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And I believe, though I didn't get a chance to, to talk to Miss Ruth about this, based upon my conversations I had with her, based upon my conversations I had with you yesterday, I believe that Miss Ruth, what she would want more than anything today is for her and for us to see Jesus Christ lifted high. To see Jesus lifted high. Acts 4.12 tells us there is salvation in no one else, for there is no other name under heaven given among men by which we must be saved. This afternoon, every single one of us, as Miss Ruth needed, we need to be saved from our sin, from our brokenness. We need the forgiveness that only God can offer. And the only way to be forgiven of our sins and to be healed from our brokenness is to turn from our sins and to turn to Jesus Christ. And the Bible says that all those who call upon the name of the Lord and believe right that God raised Him from the dead, we trust in Jesus Christ that we will be saved. Miss Ruth had a confession. Her confession was Jesus. Her confession is, as someone reminded me just recently, Jesus Christ died for me. That was her confession. She believed that with all of her heart. And the woman that we love so deeply and we celebrate today, was she was who she was because of Jesus. And Jesus had changed her. He had changed her. And so if you don't know the Jesus that saved her and changed her, if you don't know the Jesus Christ that she loved and lived for and gave her life to, then man, I want you to believe in that Jesus because she did. And if you do know, know her Savior, Jesus Christ, 
than to be comforted. Let me read verses 8 and 9 before I pray. It says this, Though you have not seen Him, you love Him. Though you do not now see Him, you believe in Him and rejoice with joy that is inexpressible and filled with glory, obtaining the outcome of your faith, the salvation of your souls. Peter says, though you have not seen Him, you love Him. Miss Ruth now can see Him. And she loves Him more than she ever had. For Ruth is in the presence of God, and for that we celebrate. And for those of us who have trusted in Christ, this is not goodbye. This is simply, see you later. For we will, in Christ, see her again. Be comforted by the promises of God's Word and celebrate the life of Miss Ruth today. Let's pray. Jesus Christ, You said, come to Me. All who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take My yoke upon You and learn from Me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart. Oh God, remind us this morning that You are gentle and lowly in heart. And that we can find rest for our souls. Oh Jesus, in moments like these, our hearts are filled with so many different thoughts, so many different emotions, and we need Your rest, we need Your comfort, and we need Your strength. God, I thank You so much. God, I cannot thank You enough that in Your sovereign providence, God, You brought me to Northside, and You brought me to where I could meet Miss Ruth. Lord, I am blessed and I am better, and each of us are blessed and better because we have had her in our life. This amazing woman, this godly woman in our life. Lord, as we conclude this service, I thank You that even in times of sorrow, even in times of distress, we can still trust in You. And the question that remains with us is this. Have we accepted Christ as our Lord and Savior? Is our confession Jesus Christ died for me. And oh God, do we have the promise of eternal life and the inheritance that awaits us in Jesus Christ. Oh God, we long for the day and we, in which we will see You face to face. But until that day, comfort those of us who remain here. Comfort this family. And we ask these things in Jesus' name. Amen. One other story about Ruth. Most of you know that I've been in law enforcement the whole time that I knew Bob and Ruth. And I was music director uh, with Bob and Ruth when he was at Elam. And then when he started this church, uh, we came with them. You know, they, they love this church. They love this church. But Ruth has a little mean streak in her. I didn't get to see that. The, the <laughs> well, you know, I'm short. Well, I'm fat too, but I'm short. And so 
my uniform pants would come in and they would be a little long. So I'd always, because Ruth could sew, and I'd go to Ruth with my new pants and I'd give them to her and she would hem them up. Well, she hemmed my uniform pants and brought them in and she just had to see me see if they were the right length. You know how you'll take them out of the bag and hold them up and see it. She had sewed lace on the bottom of them. <laughs> True story. <laughs> but she had to have a crowd, so she did it here, you know. <laughs> This song, uh, Ruth, or Bob, too, asked to be sung at their funeral. It's what they saw this church as the lighthouse. Please, always remember that you're the lighthouse. Jesus is the lighthouse, and this church represents Jesus Christ our lighthouse. There's a lighthouse on a hillside that overlooks life's sea. When I'm told it sends out a light that I might see, and the light that shines in darkness now will safely lead us all. If it wasn't for the lighthouse, my ship would be no
the big ships don't sail this way anymore. There's no use of it standing round. But then my mind goes back to that stormy 